It's Mimi for Coffee, your entertainment and music podcast. This coming week, we got an awesome artist from Toronto. Uh, it's a band called Ascendia, and they got an awesome uh, record coming out called Parasite. It's been a long time, John. Uh, first off, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, man. It's uh, It's been uh, a bit of a time. Time has passed. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, for for a lot of us out there um, who've seen your brother's TikToks, uh, we were gonna start the show off with "What's up, fuckers?" But uh, for you, yeah, I'm gonna start off with "Yasu Tigaris Malaka." That's what I'm gonna say to you right now. Um, I'm Thank also <laughs> I'm also my parents are from Cyprus. You guys are Greek. I know that. Um, had a chance to discover yeah. Ascendia while they were on tour. Uh, I was in town in Toronto to interview Evergrey. Um, you guys tour with another band called Seven Kingdoms and a great group from Greece that I you know I became pretty close with the singer. Um, they're called Need. John. Yeah. Yeah. Wicked. Sounds the best. Yeah, I told many time you guys come back. You have a, a you know a table of food ready for you, man. Like those guys are awesome. Um, oh yeah, Ascendia. Like 2015, you guys released the Lion and the Jester. Uh, that that record I actually have. I realized that um, uh, I was watching one of Billy's videos a few weeks back, and I actually still have that record somewhere. Um, to get from that point to this point, um, I know it, it took a, a lot of effort. I know you guys were trying to you know, demo tracks that were in a basement somewhere. I remember that video, I don't know if that's yeah. your parents' basement or whatever. But now you guys uh, ended up working with is it Gavin Brown on the newest newest record? Yeah, it was Gavin Brown. Um, basically, uh, what happened is you saw us on the, the tour with Evergrey, right? And uh, we did that tour and then we were right at that point, we needed to start doing the next record. And it just took the time it took to kind of go through the, the growing pains of like changing the sound. And there was a lot of arguing uh, between me and my brother. Cause like he's uh, Billy's my, uh, he's the drummer and he's my brother and we write together and it just became very difficult for a couple of years there. And then uh, we just, I don't know. We worked it out over time and then it took this long and then we got hit with a pandemic and that didn't help. So we were holding on to the record for two years. We had the record was done before the pandemic. Yeah. So it's it it's really easy for bands to flatline uh, during a time of just complete nothing. Right. Oh yeah. It was, it was really tough and really frustrating. Like imagine uh, you know, working so damn hard to get this record. We were working with Gavin Brown. It was incredible. And then we finished in March. And that was the exact point when everything went to shit. So, but at the same time, like you can't just look at it from a negative perspective. In that time, we were able to uh, get the music videos, get all the things we needed to to have a great release. And so we use the time wisely. For sure, man. And, and you know what? Uh, it, it also helps that it's your brother who's in the band with you. You know, it's uh, you're going to have those fights yeah. again. You just it's your blood. So, you know, uh, as long as you guys are both kind of committed to seeing the vision of Ascendia. I know uh, Nick's voice sounds absolutely amazing on uh, this war. And, you know, it sounded amazing. Yeah. 
in, in the beginning, even live, I, it was the first record you guys put out too. Um, I know the band, uh, as a self, like Ascendi, Ascend, you're going to call the band Ascend, and then Ascendia came yeah. around after you guys, you yeah. guys saw Godzilla or something like that, and it's like, let's just add an Ascend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Billy. We were, I think he went to go see Godzilla, and there was Ascending Stringline, uh, and he just said, oh, Ascend, and then he put the IA, and something as stupid as that. <laughs> That's how it all happens, even writing music. It's all by accident, usually. Like, I, I know for me, everything is, is an accident you kind of make an error that you like and then you're like oh this is great and then you just kind of go with it the name was no different <laughs> well sometimes it's meant to be that way right like this uh next record parasite uh, any um envision as to when that'll come out the record itself is a good question because right now the plan is we have three uh main singles um, with music videos for each and we're going to see what's going to happen because there, there's nine tracks on the album and I'm not sure what, whether the plan will be to release them individually as singles, all of them or if there's going to be a specific date at some point where we're just going to just put it out to everybody. We haven't uh, finalized that yet. We got a couple months with these singles to kind of make that decision on the I guess the planning for that that's pretty cool. I, I, I remember, I think it was, um, I think it was your brother or, or Nick that told me when I first met you guys that your first show was kind of like you guys signed up and then told Nick after, and then he was like freaking out because like he's not, you guys have never played live before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, we're all, so Nick is my good friend from elementary school. Like we went to, I met him in grade four and he could sing at grade four. He would do these like operatic vocals in like, I didn't start playing guitar till grade six. And then by uh, grade eight, I was obsessed with guitar and I was playing, you know, five to eight hours a day, every day. And then Nick also was playing guitar uh, as well. So we used to jam a little bit, uh, but I always knew he could sing. And then he kind of, when me, Billy and Nick, we went to the Long McQuaid uh, out in Markham, we were just walking over and he was just singing again. And then at that point, I looked at Billy, I said, like, this guy's got to, we got to, we got to form a band. Like, this is ridiculous at this point. So we did that. And he was completely uncomfortable with it because I think, I mean, your voice, it's like, it, I think it's, you know, he's used to singing, he was used to singing in the shower, right? So very diff different when you're going to sing in front of people. So, but he did a great job. I, I, those videos uh, used to be on YouTube. I don't know if they're there anymore, but the first concert we ever did, <laughs> it was great though. Yeah, he's a very... Uh... Like he, he gets the, the audience kind of into it, right? It's um, his awesome voice. It's like seamless. You know, you, you listen to him sing. It's like, holy crap. Like even for a yeah. band to open up a tour forever, Ray, like to be the first band on, like you guys, you guys made some waves. People did listen, right? It, yeah. You know, your vocals, I think is everything. And the music comes after, right? If the the vocals are awesome, the front man is the one that really matters. You have a good front man to control the room, to show the emotion to people. Yeah. The band comes after that. And I think you guys, you guys got a total package there. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that come into a band's mind when it comes to, you know, playing on stage. Uh, what are some of your superstitions or, or routines you go through before you get up on stage? <laughs> 
Uh, so really, we just kind of huddle up together. I, I'm what? Okay, so two things. I had a terrible show. I remember uh, years ago, and that was because I didn't warm up. So, uh, so, and I, I, I don't know why I didn't, but I learned that at that point, like, no, you have to like sit down and do some chromatic scales, get your fingers moving, because as soon as you get up on stage, the nerves hit, and it takes a song or two to kind of. Uh, get into the groove but if you go down the bad path and and the, you realize oh my god I'm making mistakes and then you actually get the negative momentum and you're just messing up the whole show so basically my routine is I pick up the guitar I fool around with it a bit make sure my hands are, are moving I, I, it's it's very also a fine line because you don't want to get get your hands clammy for guitar for me it's just like a very specific feel uh, i need to ma make sure my fingers feel not clammy to be honest so i have to kind of find that that medium and then before we just kind of huddle up and get amped up and just go that's pretty much it pretty simple yeah i definitely hear you on that sometimes it's, it's very hard um you know even bass players and uh, you get those cramps when you're on stage right Oh yeah. Yeah. You get those cramps. And if you're, if you're, if you're, listen, if you're not seasoned enough, you haven't done enough shows, it can really, you can get in your own head on stage. Right. So like, it's very important to, to be warmed up. When we did the Evergrade tour, it was, it, the first two shows were very nerve, like nerve wracking. You had the nerves by, by, but when you do five, six shows in a row, it's beautiful. You just like lose all of it. You no longer have those fears. But if you haven't played in a while, it's very important to to warm up. It's very important to do the exercises. And you guys played Prague Power that that year too, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, that was amazing. That's such Great cool, show. That was a, such a cool fest. I remember seeing pictures from that as well. And um, you know, being a band and then lasting this far. Um, especially during a pandemic and stuff like that is uh, is very honorable, man. Like a lot of bands could not keep it together and you guys made it through. I know it's your brother, but sometimes you got to have those fights and I'm just looking forward to seeing what comes out of all all this, man. Uh, Parasite's going to be out soon. Uh, those singles will be dropping even sooner uh, with some videos. Um, there is one thing I do have to ask you as we close the show today. Um, show's called Meet Me for Coffee. Do you drink coffee? Oh, that is a great question. So a great story for you. I love coffee. So coffee is like my favorite drink in the world. However, I've been having an issue with, uh, like I have like symptoms of vertigo. And basically I had to quit coffee. And because I found out that coffee was really messing up my what I don't know what was going on, but I was getting dizzy nonstop. And as soon as I quit coffee, I'm like back to normal. So I, I, I've quit coffee now for two months. That is sad, though. Not happy about it. It's very sad. Maybe you'll you'll get back on. Maybe it was too much coffee for you. Yeah, I was I was doing like three four cups a day, like black coffee. You just love it. It's the best. Uh, same here. Well, I know you're Greek, so I know you drink your coffee black. Um, yeah, or not, or nothing in it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been an honor. It's great to see you once again. Thank you so much, John from Ascendia. Uh, this war, 
the newest single is up on Spotify or wherever you listen to your music. Check it out and support the band. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Meet Me for Coffee this week. If you like interviews like this, please subscribe to our channel, whether it's a podcast channel on Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. Check out meetmeforcoffee.co, get in contact with us, and let us know who you want to hear on the show.